Hi, I'm Dino Tripotis, and one definition of a lobbyist might be a freak who just hangs out in hotel lobbies. The legitimate definition of a lobbyist, well, that comes under scrutiny as well. We'll find out tonight with our guest, lobbyist Steve Diamond, tonight on Whiskey Business. I'm Dino Tripotis, and welcome to Whiskey Business. As you know by now, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Now, um, we are in a uh, political year, mm-hmm. to it's say the least. Year. And uh, let, let me compare the two things. We, we, we've said this a thousand times on Whiskey Business. We are not uh, whiskey experts. We are just whiskey enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And over the course of this uh, podcast over the years, we've developed uh, a certain amount of knowledge sure. over whiskey, but we would never claim to be experts. I, I would say the same thing about politics. I would never claim to be an expert in anything political. In fact, uh, I think my basic knowledge of politics <laughs> consists of what I've gleamed over the years from Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a bill, only a bill, uh, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Hill. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> not much. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> but one of the things that 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 makes the world go round are the people that are involved behind the scenes in politics. Mm-hmm. And tonight we have the unique opportunity to talk with Steve Diamond, who'll be joining us here in just a little bit. First Steve, of all, best name in in, in town, is, Steve Diamond. It's not Diamond. Like what? Shine like a diamond. What is it? Shine like a diamond. No, it's not like it's Diamond. D I M O N. Diamond. Like diamond. Diamond. Like diamond. Leave the diamond. D off. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Like, you know nuts. what? Don't feel bad, though. I thought the same thing. Like the yeah. almonds. Yeah. Like, yes, like the almonds. almonds. Steve Diamond the- Dog <laughs> Night. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll be joining us here at the table in just a little bit. Want to get some of the uh, little bit of business out of the way first. Big thanks to Gatto's Pizza. Our Gotta unofficial, get Gatto's. Unofficial yes. pizza. That's Let's true. call them official pizza sponsor yeah. because yeah, even though Dave DeRoberts isn't here, uh, his his son provided us with pizza and sausage I'm sliders. I'm eating a sausage slider right now. The sausage sliders. Mm. Uh, what kind of pepperoni is this? Where like they tur- they cook into little cups? I don't know, man. But it's it's, it's real the best. pepperoni. Yeah, it's that yeah. sausage slider. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we went to a place called Casano's, and that's how Casano's was good. I remember Casano's yeah. in Dayton. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gatto's on Indianola Avenue, uh, right there, just uh, north of uh, North Broadway. Beautiful little place over there. Check them out and uh, enjoy a Gatto's Pizza. We'll thank them again before the night is out. Um, do you want to do a little bit of business first before I introduce the guest bottle and Let's then eventually our guest? That's right. Whiskey Business is the podcast. Not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. There you go. Uh, thanks for subscribing on your favorite podcasting right. app. Uh, it really does us a huge, huge favor if you uh, rate and review us if you're if you're on Apple or whatever p- platform you're, mm-hmm. you're uh, subscribing on. Also, word of mouth. You know, if uh, if you find us interesting, maybe uh, there's a slim chance you might know us. Someone yeah. else that might find uh-huh. us interesting. Maybe it's possible. It's, uh, yeah. it's a rarity. <laughs> well, crazy things have happened. Yeah, yeah. Yep. None of your stuff has occurred. <laughs> um, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Whiskey oh. Business with Dino Tripodis. Hit that uh, subscribe button ding, ding. and uh, smash that bell. <laughs> 
<laughs> You'll get that. notifications when we, when we get new episodes. And comment, up. please, because it helps with, uh, with yes. getting out Yes. Yeah. And it's unedited. I'll, I'll, clip, that part, I'll, I'll that shave part. off a little bit of the podcast. Uh, On the audio side. clean it up a yeah. little bit, yeah. but John just lets it roll. Yeah. I listen to the audio version sometimes when I had a long trip driving. It's really... I'm like, God, you make everybody sound really good. Mm, thanks. You really do. Huh? Like, you cut out all the yeah. times where I'm pausing, like, and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. cut you out all together. out all together. It's great. Yeah. That's, which is perfect, because it's like, all right, you saved the best. That's so funny. That's awesome. I love that. Oh, man. But I did. I did have the the pleasure of being on uh, John and Chip's mm-hmm. yes. Star Trek podcast. That's right. Went very well. Yes. ago. I had a blast. It, when can oh, we I expect it? Uh, I know. It'll be out next week. I you took it amazing. seriously. I was. It was so I was, much fun. I was honored mm-hmm. to be included. Yeah, thank you. I was honored to have you there. That was. It was. It yeah. was and then we so, hung out for a while hung, afterwards. Yeah, I, and you I, hung with the nerds. Nice uh, job. Yes, right. yes, he I did. I drank a little bit too much at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so? but I was home, so it was good. Our <laughs> guest bottle this evening is a TX Texas Straight Bourbon. Uh, this comes from uh, the Firestone and Robertson Distillery. A couple of guys that uh, took over, uh, renovated a, a Prohibition-era distillery down in Fort Worth, Texas, and What's started making whiskey. Hmm? What's the proof on that? This proof on this is, what do you think it is? You think it's strong? I think it's 90. It is 90. Bravo. Well done, sir. Bravo. Well done. It consists yeah. of Texas yellow corn. Uh, red winter wheat, yeah. a little bit of malt, and yeast from a Texas pecan called mm. the Brazos. Texas, Man, we can't that, how'd you say pecan? I'm speaking uh, Chip's language now yeah. because we're getting into the intricacies of a pecan. <laughs> pecan, pecan pie. Yeah. New Orleans with that pecan draw. So, um, yeah, okay. This is this this is this is uh, their 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 whiskey and. Um, Pretty good. Cheers. Well, give it a little taste of it and tell me what you think of it before we bring on Steve, and then he'll have a little say in the matter as well. But uh, okay, the the nose definitely has a a little has a little pecan to it, and it goes well with uh, has a little pecan pie to it. Gatto's pizza so far too. Pecan pie. Mm -hmm. What's that from? Pecan pie. When Harry met Sally. That's right. Do to say pecan pie. Pecan pie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, one little of the things, it, a little yeah, spice. I was going to say one of the things that um, is it a rye? Uh, it's no, no. It's it's a it's a straight bourbon whiskey. Um, is uh, we say spices, but we always we've mentioned before like baking spices. Mm-hmm. You know, not uh, heat. Uh, yeah, not heat. It's uh, not spicy hot, mm. but right, spicy right. like certain. Uh, pick up. It has a little heat though. To a little it. bit. Like, it makes my, it makes my tongue uh, skip around a little bit. A Texas mm. Texas kiss. Well, yeah, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do down there. Okay. Texas. You're kissing in Texas. Okay, so. yeah, it's a it's an interesting finish. Interesting mm, finish. I do I do get the pecan. Also, like I said, I'm eating pizza, so I've got yeah a, yeah. Your, your palate's not yeah. the most oh. cleansed one at the moment, but must cleanse the Texas palate. bourbon definitely different than Kentucky bourbon, but it meets the requirements to be a bourbon. Red red corn or yeah. red red flour that would be interesting. Red to, red winter wheat. Oh, is that what it is? And, uh, and the the Brazos pecan. Yeah. Whatever the case might be. But Brazos. anyway, that is our guest a bottle tonight. And uh, uh, it was nice. a gift. It came from uh, one of our coworkers. Mm-hmm. It came from Stacy McKay. Oh, nice. nice. Very nice. How'd she pick that out? What she what was she, she thinking? What she, was her thought she, process? She tried to find something that she didn't, you know, she 
I'm just going to go get something from another state. Okay. <laughs> something that, we, that he's never tried. <laughs> I don't have an yeah. you know, That's the best point. way to do it. For sure. So, uh, do you like it, Chip? I, I do like it. It has, it has, it's a little burny, like it has a little heat right. to it. Well, we'll see what temperature our, what wise. Our, what our guest yeah. thinks of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, once again, as I said in the up front, uh, when you say the word lobbyist, for some people, they 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 immediately think have contempt, hate, and for some other people, they know that lobbyists do good things and make things happen. So why not get to the bottom of it? And actually have a lobbyist on the show. It's Steve Diamond. Uh, thank you go. so much. We clearly what, hit the bottom. <laughs> what is what is the official title? What do you, are you? Uh, a, government affairs, government relations, lobbyist. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends who I'm, talk, who I'm talking to. It seems I don't very, tell my vague, mom that. very vague. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah, very vague. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty much. I don't. My, 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 my mother has affairs. no clue what I do. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna Keep it that your, way. I'm still your bourbon yeah, a little bit here. Yeah, this take is for me. Yeah, it's yeah, for you. No, take a sip you. of it and tell me what you think. Well, uh, it's you our know, first time trying it as well. I've been known to like bourbon. Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to like Texas bourbon? I like that. It's nice and smooth. You think it's smooth? Yeah, I, know, I like that a lot. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. good. All right. We well, have, do we have enough of it? Well, as you can see, there's plenty of other whiskey. Yeah. If we run out, we'll yes. we'll, we'll switch the. Anyway, else. answer your question. I don't know. Government affairs guy, lobbyist, government relations. How long you been doing it? 35 years maybe wow yeah i know i look good okay uh what the you know what i'm thinking of titling this particular episode of the of the podcast right. i i let it there go right past yeah you're a handsome man all right fine you're a handsome man just for the stress just the people the listening stress. we're all good looking guys absolutely watching stress i'm under is phenomenal um i'm thinking of of a title for this podcast and one that's crossed my mind was uh, the OG of influencers. Because let's be honest, before there was social media and what we deem as influencers on social media, lobbyists were pretty much the influencers. Yeah, and they better still be, actually. But yeah. You know, when it came right down to it, lobbyists are the ones who go in and fight for something. Hey, and everyone's got a lobbyist. Everyone does. Uh, Teachers, cops, lumbermen, Mm -hmm. distilleries, cigarette companies. Everybody's got a lobbyist. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you hear people you know, say, oh, they're just horrible people, it's a lousy profession. Yeah, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, you're a teacher? You got one. Mm-hmm. You're an environmentalist? You got one. Everyone's, everyone's got one. So what is the perception? Because perception, as, we, as the cliche goes, is reality. Absolute shit. They've been, <laughs> yeah. They, um, no, they, they think we go in and buy people off. We take them to the fancy dinners and, right? and give them gifts and all that stuff. And all that stuff's illegal, obviously. You can't do that. Right. Uh, there, there, there are limits here in Ohio and other states on how much you can how much you can give per quarter, per year. Uh, you better know the rules. You know what you can give and what you can't give. Mm-hmm. But if you honestly think that you could buy somebody's vote for a $50 dinner, I don't want that guy's vote anyway because I mean, he's going to sell out to you for $51 tomorrow. Right. right. Yeah. So we don't want that guy. But Is there a group that you, you represent typically? or, or Yeah, I've been very fortunate over the last 35 years to represent tobacco okay. and alcohol. Got it all. Uh, okay, you can stop right there. <laughs> yeah, right. And life is good. You're our friend now. And life is good. Dino it's and I met. together why on the show now. I, I do the Motion Picture Association. Okay. Uh, Motion Picture Association of America. And I've had them for probably 25 or 30 years. That's nice. Uh, yeah, I'm not allowed to talk to talent, though. I don't know, it's kind of weird. They keep me in the, oh, keep me yeah. in the dark. Like a I mushroom. don't see any around here. <laughs> <laughs> not in this room, anyway. <laughs> but, but we represent the theaters. We did the video game folks. Um do the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's research, hmm. handful of manufacturing, oil and gas guys. Yeah. So there's 
but the, you'll see some like the auto auto dealers. Ford will have their guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anheuser Busch will have their guy internally. So and then there's independent guys like me who kind of just kind of float around a little bit. And you made a a good living at it for thirty five yeah, years. Keeps the lights on. Uh, what did you do something before that? As far as a career, well, I always joke that it was no marketable bar- job skills. I was a bartender, and somebody introduced me to Greg Lashuk, who was a city attorney at the time. I remember him. Yeah, world's tallest mayor. At the, also, by the way, <laughs> he morphed into Helmut Kohl was the was the runner up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's you know that's Greg Lashuk. I was ten bar, and they said that's, that's Greg Lashuk. And I said, hey man, can I talk to you about job opportunities in the city? So he says, yeah, come on down. And after a couple of conversations, he goes, I need a law clerk, and do you want the job? Wasn't in law school, didn't go to law school, still happened. And and so I clerked for Greg and started working on campaigns and worked in the Senate, the House Senate for a little bit. And nice. Here it is. So five years later. Uh what was your first win as a lobbyist? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. We, we worked for the tobacco guys. And the, the I don't think they haven't, I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes in a while. But they still put stamps on the on the packs. So the, the wholesalers would stamp their would put would apply stamps. Are the plastic outside Yeah. So anyway, anyway, and they got a, they got like a just sticker stamps or like yeah, a, like sticker like an ink stamp. Yes, oh. yes to both, depending on how it was cartoned. I don't but know. I know that, anywho, yeah. so the state tried to take they get they got an allowance to, to, to for the, for the work they had to put in to, to collect the tax, mm-hmm. and somebody thought it'd be clever to take all that allowance away from them, costing these wholesalers a lot of money, like a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. So he was not happy about it. Who's also been on the podcast? Yes, Gus was not happy yeah. about it. So uh, we got it back. So I had been on the job about six months and lost it all and got it all back. So that's pretty good. That was a good day. That was a good day. Yeah, Gus was happy. And that was your first. Yeah, that was the first. First, one. Yeah. first win yeah. as as a lobbyist. Yeah, I started in eighty nineteen January of eighty eight or eighty nine something. Is like it that. is it a fight? I mean, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I'm coming into this blind. When you tackle a situation, mm-hmm. does it go for months, weeks? Can you wrap something up in a few days? Nothing gets wrapped up in a few days. Uh, we worked on it's the politics it is well it, it goes to their the general assembly schedule the senate and the house were never on the same schedule uh they they right currently as as i get to enjoy as every other lobbyist in town gets to enjoy the senate and the house are fighting with each other so the house is going to do anything to help the senate and the senate is not going to do anything to help the house so we're just kind of sitting in the back of the room twiddling our thumbs mm. when you look at it and you go I actually need something done here. Right. <laughs> I right, need. Right. I don't care what you guys do over there, but I actually need you to do something. So, uh, something we just picked up on. I think I mentioned earlier is on Michael J. Fox. What we thought was a pretty simple piece of legislation. It took about eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah. What was a simple piece of legislation that took eighteen uh, months? Well, my, my my lead question with, for Michael J. Fox is: We all know somebody with Parkinson, mm-hmm. and if you don't, you, you do now. Yeah. Uh, and so what we want to do, and we've done nationwide app, is accomplish the same goal for them in South Carolina, was to establish a registry. So we're going to take all of your mm-hmm. data, all Dina's data, all my data, collect it at a central collection point here in Ohio, it's the Department of Health, or research facilities such as Michael J. Fox, and go in and access that and see if we can pinpoint the commonalities and how, how did we get here and how do we cure Parkinson's. You have Parkinson's. I do have Parkinson's. Yeah, I did not have to. Ha- I did. It was not a prerequisite to get Michael J. Fox as a client. It was <laughs> no, just a coincidence. Just, just a coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, it was just a coincidence. Yeah. And so, you advocate for it, obviously. Yeah, it's a good cause. I, I I told you earlier. I said my favorite Parkinson's joke because there's so many. 
is uh, after 30 after 30 years of politics i'm finally a mover and a shaker there you go. <laughs> oh. yeah you can see that car uh, you can see that coming um, <laughs> uh, no I, I i am familiar with my uncle my uncle who uh passed away at 80 oh man 88 years of age had parkinson's uh most of his adult life and yes, and, yes. and and yeah. and and led a complete and full yeah, yeah, life, but yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> what are you, you going to do? Well, right. What are you going to do? Well, it's like your joke. You, I mean, what are you going to not? Right. Yeah. You can joke about it or you can. It's a great excuse on the it. golf course. Why did I miss the putt? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Parkinson's. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Come why on. Does, that was a gimme, right? That was a gimme. <laughs> why did I spill the drink? Parkinson's. But dad, it was the other hand. Send Parkinson's. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was just thinking, I just remembered that Larry David episode. Uh, on a curb your, the curb your enthusiasm, hilarious with, with Michael J. Fox. Oh, on the Coke. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, if you've not seen it, watch the six episodes. Of curb <laughs> it is hysterical. It is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> I, I laughed my ass off. Yeah. Then I kind of like, should I be laughing? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike's done Let's say if you have someone like Michael J. Fox signing off on it, then you're like, all right, we're allowed to laugh. Yeah. So my, we're, my we're in on it. favorite Parkinson story is just recently. Ohio, and not to steal the conversation or belabor this, but Ohio had for years recognized September as Parkinson's Month. Or nationally, I think it's April. I forget. Anyway, whatever. It's, it's some other time. That wasn't September. So we amended it just to change it so it would line up with the national right, date. Right, right. So I'm out. It was kind enough. The Governor DeWine um, was kind enough to do a bill signing for us so we can get all, you know, look good in front of the clients and whatnot. And so I'm talking to the governor, doing the pictures. And I said, you know, governor, I really appreciate the bill signing on behalf of the Michael J. Fox Foundation. This is really important to us. So and he, and he looks at me, and goes, you know, he endorsed my opponent. Thanks, Dwayne. I got nothing on that. You know, thanks, governor, very much. And the governor's a very nice guy. And, but, you know, he endorsed my opponent. Oh, damn it. All right. Back moving on. Moving on, governor. Good to see you. Merry Christmas. He's really short. So I'm at a, no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No comment. <laughs> yeah, he was at a. Um, no, no, a very long time. Yeah, he was at a. Uh, I think it was the first communion that I went yeah. to. I, uh, Our Lady of Peace. One of his, one of his grandkids. Yeah. And uh, I went because my my uh, Your stalker wife's yeah. cousins or kids were there. Okay. Good story. Getting their All first right. communion. Okay. <laughs> Cut that out. Thank you very much. <laughs> You say he's short because you're so much taller than him? No, I saw him in person, though. He's a totally different looking Maybe he was person. kneeling <laughs> at, at mass. No. The pressure, uh, the, the pressure of the job is kind of beating down. Yeah, it just weighs you down. I've had the pleasure of meeting yeah. the governor as well. He's a, he's a nice man, he's politics nice man. aside. Was he yeah. short back then? He was still short back okay. then, but he's I don't judge a person by there. their stature. Chip. He's a very nice yeah. man. He's a very nice man. <laughs> Fran can yeah. cook. Fran nice can man. cook. Big I've pilot. had her brownies before. Big, big pilot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a process five? question. Sir. Okay, can I just make yeah, it my man. turn? Yeah. Sure, go. So when you... <laughs> yeah, I had my turn. <laughs> Here's a real question. When you have something that's brand new and you're trying to take it to the, to the people that can make decisions right. at, on, the, on the state right. level, what is your process? Where do you start... How do you get people? To, how do you propagate that idea into something that can get passed? Well, I guess it might depend on what, what the problem is, or what, what the if, if it's a geographic issue. Like I represent a manufacturing client over in Cambridge, mm -hmm. so if, if they had an issue, my initial go-to is going to be somebody from their district, their state rep or their state senator, because he's going to have an interest with his constituents, most likely being employees of these guys. Right. Um, option A, option B, Michael J. Fox. 
do I know somebody in the health community? Do I know someone? Is there a legislator with Parkinson's? Uh, in this particular case, there's a legislator whose husband has Parkinson's, and he's been diagnosed for about 18 years. Ma Teresa Gabron, monstrously helpful to us. Uh, by contrast, we jump into a little bit, representing the Motion Picture Association, not a lot of actors in the General Assembly, not a lot of directors, producers, uh, but there are some people uh, who have a genuine interest in what we do. And it's just, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. They just happen to be the guy. Wow. Or, by contrast, then the last leaf might be, or there might be others I'm not thinking of, is, is the guy a member of leadership? Or is he, is, he, is he a member that's been around long enough where the rest of his colleagues respect the guy? One of my clients is a motorcycle industry council, and I got a farmer friend of mine to do some motorcycle legislation. He's never been on a motorcycle. He can't ride a motorcycle, but he's respected by his peers, and that goes a long way. I think that's probably one of the most important parts of your job is identifying right, yeah, who to those go people after. that can help. Right. Yeah. Who's, who's not going to kill us on this yeah. one? What have you said no to? Like someone's approaching you and say, "Steve, can you can you can you lobby for this?" And you said, "You know what? We're not going to pass." Uh, you know I mean? I'm not looking at you for this just because I think you might know about it. But years ago, remember the stripper bill? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The stripper bill. Oh yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't know why I'm looking at you. It's like a ten dollar bill, <laughs> yeah. a twenty dollar bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said this. this is, it's about ten. Re re refresh my memory. <laughs> Uh, the Which one? <laughs> about, about 10 or 12 years ago, maybe a little, I don't know. They they want to curtail what you could do in a strip club. <laughs> Bad choice could, of words. What you, could, what you could do in a strip club. Curtail. And you had to keep your distance and you couldn't, yes. you couldn't do whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, with good so reason. So this guy calls and he, you know, I don't know, it's way before caller ID and he calls and I'm like, hey, hello. He goes, yeah, this is, you know, Joe Blow. Uh, talked to you about Hospital 123 or whatever the hell it was. I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, oh, it's a stripper bill. And I said, oh, man. I looked it up real quick. I said, buddy, don't worry. Your bill's dead. It was late in the session. It's not going to go anyplace. And he goes, no, nah, it's going to move. I'm like, no, nah, it's not going to move. But what's creeping me out is he wouldn't pay me in singles. And I thought, <laughs> and, and I thought that was weird. That's a good joke. That's a good one. I like that. It's, it's not, the singles, not the singles part, but it's like yeah, I said no to the guy because it just wasn't. Yeah. I, I turned him down because his bill was already dead. Mm. Um, did, did you have anything to do with uh, where we are today with uh, marijuana in Ohio? I got a pot client as we speak. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yes. Mm. Which is in samples? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm waiting on Canepa for that. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy, by the way. Yeah. Um, do you know Jim? I uh, do. I know Jim. Yeah. yeah, he's been on this podcast yeah. half a dozen times in his liquor capacity. In his liquor capacity, I, I, we had coffee last week, and I think he's, he might want to recount on that new job. He's, he wanted to go back to liquor. It's Does he want to go back? because yeah. oh, no. I'm kind of curious as to how he feels about being the I yeah. call, the pot czar. I, I call him the pot czar. He is the pot czar. Yeah, the pot czar now because you can't see, do both. No. So we were, we were lucky years ago. Had a client up in Cleveland <clears> that wanted to be a cultivator, so we could help him get their license and then when. I love this part. When you help somebody win and then they fire you, that's that's always mm, that's nice. That's yeah. always nice. Uh, oh, yes. But that's all right. The job is done. I mean, it's like building a house. You built a house. Now get out. Go build another one. Uh, so currently, we represent the processors. So we take we take the product from the cultivators, do its thing, and then sell it to the and then give it to, 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 to dispensaries. Mm -hmm. I always want to call them distributors. I know that's not right. Yeah. So we dump it over to the dispensaries. So we're the middleman. So you're the middleman. So yeah. so that was successful. Yeah, we're still working. We still need Jim to need Jim's help a little bit. Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, his understanding, kindness, and understanding. Mm. We have a, we have a ways to go with some of the minutia 
uh, uh, he yeah. respects the marijuana. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like the general. Well, the the thing that was passed by the by the um, the voters back in November was more of a big picture generalization. And you say, well, that's a great idea, or bad, and whatever. But we got to fine tune this a little bit, and that, we're in the fine tuning stage. Gotcha. And, and how we fine tune for processors, and how we fine tune for dispensaries, and how we fine tune for cultivators. Well, has if Canepa can do for pot too. what he did for liquor in Ohio, uh, then yeah. then we're in, we're in great shape. I, I've told my processors that frankly, I can't think of a better person to do it. Yeah, he's an absolutely terrific person. He is mm -hmm. a good guy, and he likes a challenge. Yeah, I know you, that, yeah. and, and, he, and this is a big one. Right, so. Yeah, he's due to come back here and, and talk about it in length. Columbus is going to be like a, a pot destination. People all over the, from the country are going to come here to get well, you know, he was green. joking. He was joking about samples, but Canepa would bring uh, samples of little teases of upcoming bottles that were coming to the state, and I don't think he's going to be no. able to do no, that no, with I marijuana. So <laughs> My liquor client was Diageo. Okay. Uh, a small liquor concern, as you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, huge. One of the largest in the world. So I played golf with those guys, and they'd bring like a truckload, you know, like of little airplane bottles. Because mm -hmm. you'd be hammered by the end of the like, comes mm -hmm. and see the ground. But I don't think you can do that with pot. Mm -hmm. can't, can't do yeah. that. So, but yeah, Jim's a good guy, and, and it, frankly, if anyone can keep it straight, keep it on the straight and narrow, he hits him. It's going to be him. Um, in all sincerity, I'm very anxious to have him back yeah, on yeah. to talk about that yeah. in, in length because he's he's always earnest and honest and and funny too. He's a, he's a good guy. So so since we brought it up, I ask you the same question I ask him. Sure. So again, as I had cultivators, you know, five or six years ago, how did the first plant get into Ohio? Where where the first plant come from? My buddy Carlos. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's illegal to transport across state lines. So I said, Jim, I go, just out of curiosity, where'd the first plant, where'd we get that? Because Immaculate Conception. Yeah. <laughs> it just, just, all of a sudden, it just, it just, just showed up. It just it showed just up. It just blew over. Where, where'd we get yeah. that? So um, seeds aren't, uh, you can't bring seeds in? Can't either? transfer federal oh, crime. I didn't know so that. It's still a class one narcotic. Oh, I thought yeah. it was, if it was seed yeah, form, yeah. it was okay. No, it's still a class one narcotic. It what if you locally grow? What if you just kind of accidentally drop something? Right. It's like Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Stranger than fiction, but anyhow. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I find the whole, scenario fascinating i'm not a big pot guy i'm a i'm yeah. a bourbon guy yeah. you know, pot's never been my thing per se yeah, me either it makes me uh, nervous does it make you it's not it's supposed to make you the other way it makes me paranoid i stopped in my 20s dude i don't i don't smoke I don't well there's different it, strains but they, 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 everybody keeps yeah. saying that the different yeah. strains there's different strains you know they, they can pick you up they can bring you down they can do this the other thing i i, I smoked it for the first time a couple of years ago with a friend of mine and it was a. Uh, it was a it was a, a one hitter, which is stupid because there's no such thing as one hit off right. of one hitter. You right. always take more than one hit off a, a one hitter, and gone out. Yeah, Science. I had I had to tell everybody to leave. Are you everybody's got to leave because I have to, I have to lie down. And you were at their house, which no, was, yeah, <laughs> kind of embarrassing. That would, which was, which was that would have been a which made it really strange. No, we were here, but I, 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 I had to lay down on that couch over there, and I talk about this on stage in my stand up because I, but, but yeah. it's the truth because a lot of my stand up is steeped in truth. While I was on that couch, I actually saw another one of me <laughs> on the couch. And uh, yeah, there was two of me on the couch, and because I'm polite, I moved over. Right, yeah. right. 
Everyone says. And I and I fell flat down on the floor. Yeah. I smacked my head on the ground and like, okay. Yeah. And then he tells me, he goes, what did you what did you give me? And he talk about your strains. Right, right, right. And he was like, dude, that was a uh, that was a strain called White Widow. <laughs> You know, <laughs> to which I said, next time, yeah. start me off with something easier. Like, White I don't widow. know, soccer mom, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. divorced dad, yeah, okay. <laughs> something right. a, little, a little simpler, a little easier to digest. Mid- middle-aged father. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Two years away from yeah. retirement, <laughs> whatever the case might be. But yeah, so I, I find the whole thing fascinating and, and interesting. And, and I know I could get a marijuana card because I have... Uh, you know. Well, wait till September. You won't need it. Oh, really? Yeah. September, everybody, you won't that's need a car. Lots, I think that's, that's right as it stands right now, yeah. It's, uh. full, it's full rec. Don't, they don't call it rec. It's adult use, I think it's the official term. Yeah, adult use. That's yeah. better than, than that full is, rec. That is fun. Yeah. Yeah, full, yeah. yeah, but you can go in and but you can grow your own. Depending on how I know. How many? Six, six plants? Six yeah, plants. Six yeah. plants per person in the household. From, cut right? down from 12 to six. I'm like, okay. Right. That's a lot of Six plants is yeah. 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 Six plants. I'm going to grow one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even get tomatoes to grow. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've had a brown patch of grass uh, up in the front yard <laughs> for 15 years. I'm going to grow pot. You're going to be so straight. <laughs> Not that I know, but people tell me it's actually quite hard to grow. I, I believe it. Yeah. It's quite difficult. It's a skill yeah. set. I learned this from my processors. Mm. <laughs> Clients. Right. Yeah. So, so they tell me. So That's what they tell me. Let, let me let me let me dig a little deeper because I, I, I do sincerely find you to be a very yeah. clever, interesting guy. Uh, what, yeah. What's your background? Where are you from? Uh, Newark. Newark. Yeah, just down the road. Newark. So Newark, Ohio. My parents yeah. still live there. Yeah? Yeah, so go. I mean, and Newark, are they happy that their son is a lobbyist? I, she, my mom thinks I'm a piano player in a whorehouse. <laughs> uh, so, you've, been, you've been tricking her for years. Yeah, she, honestly, <laughs> you could ask my parents, what are they doing? They'd probably would say lobbyist. And if you said to my parents, well, so what does that mean? What would they say? No idea. Absolutely no idea. Uh, that, I mean, that is the, the you say that to people. Yeah. He's a lobbyist, and everybody goes, "Oh, well, why?" And I said, so "Why do you say oh?" And I go, "I don't know. Yeah. Don't they? Don't they like do like backdoor deals for shit?" You can't. But lobbyists are like salesmen. I mean, but unlike walking, leaving the showroom with a new car or a washing machine or a dishwasher or whatever, you, whatever you're buying, lobbyists are selling ideas and concepts. And what, what, believe it or not, no one will believe it, but but I swear to goodness, it's true. The one thing lobbyists can't do is lie. Because as soon as I tell Senator Smith X, it's a bold-faced lie, no longer in his office. I can't, yeah. You're known as the guy that can't tell the truth. Uh-huh. And so outside the building, we lie all, all, all the time, at least to each other. But inside, I can't. You, you start lying to elected officials, man, you're sunk. You just can't do it. It's done. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're known as that guy. Just based on trust. The it has rel- to be. Relationship, yeah. It has to be. And... and, and Part of the problem that, that, that brings into it is what we said here in Ohio with term limits, you've only got four years, six years. The term limits are eight, so you've only got four to six years. You know, they come in as a freshman, like a freshman in high school, but no juice. So their second, their sophomore year, it's a legislator that's getting on a committee that you can use. There's a vice chairman or maybe a chairman someplace. And by, by his, his third term, but then all of a sudden you got to start over with a new batch coming in. So it, it's really a, quite a juggling act to get somebody you can trust, get somebody with juice, and try to get something accomplished. Well, you've been doing it for 35 years. I'm going to have to go out on a limb here and say that you enjoy it. 
Yeah, I do. I, I don't know if I use this joke, but it's not the kind of job your high school guidance counselor tells you about. No. Um, the, In fact, my next question is, what type of person is this job suited for? A lot of lawyers are hanging around. I'm not, but um, people with no family or friends or no personality. <laughs> <laughs> All the things that you are yeah. alcoholics. Um, <laughs> Smokers, family, friends, you, no, it, you get personality. What, so. What's kind of fun, I mean, if, if you're passionate, and there are a handful of people down there that are extraordinarily passionate for what for which for what they lobby, whether it's the auto dealers or the healthcare folks. Mm -hmm. And the, the guys, by simple example, that, that lobby for Children's Hospital here in Columbus are extraordinarily passionate about children's health, mm -hmm. and that's perfect. And then there's <laughs> throw myself under the bus. There's guys like me. We were just looking for a paycheck. It's not that I, I'm not passionate about Michael J. Fox or, or my clients, but, but there are people who are, who are, who are industry-specific that are just all into So who becomes a lobbyist? Anybody. It, it's, it's, I've seen from marketing guys to lawyers to, um, to just political science guys like me. All right, so if you, have, if you weren't a lobbyist for the past 35 years and, and, and you go back to that moment when you were bartending and talked to Greg Lushaka, yeah. where do you think you would have wound up? Good question. You know, you know, I don't know. It's, it's again, it's it's hard to tell. I probably would have gone to law school. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's summer. And my, my other favorite lobbying joke is people go, "Do you know what it says? Are you a lawyer?" And the response is, "I wrote it." <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me what it says. I wrote the law. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, knowing how to read legislation, this flies, oh. yes, please. You know how to read it, and it's it's kind of fun. I used to say to, to your point earlier. That what was fun about working in government work, and being a lobbyist in government affairs is you could see at 9 o'clock in the morning what would make the 6 o'clock news. Okay. And that was kind of cool. Now they don't have – if they do, I don't watch it. But, you know, you know, at 9.35 what happened at 9 o'clock. Right. Via, thanks to the Internet. Uh, but, but knowing – again, Michael J. Fox is an easy one. Knowing that you actually did something worthwhile for someone, that's pretty cool. You know, yeah, that's nice. Getting a tax break for an oil company – Really didn't touch your heart. No. Uh, so you've you had did, you did your job. You've but. had well, Michael J. Fox being an example, and, and Parkinson's, and taking eighteen months to get what you wanted to get done done. So you do you do get personal satisfaction yeah, out of the job. Yeah. I don't see how you could be doing something for thirty five years and right. not get some right. sort of personal yeah. satisfaction. I, out I of told it. one of my clients, and I'll say this in a braggadocious way, but I don't recall. Ooh, good word. Yeah. Braggadocious. braggadocious. I like it. I, like I got to use that more. Like Write that it. down. That's lobbyist in me talking about big words. Nice. Braggadocious. I, I don't recall walking away from an issue ever with nothing. I'm not saying I always got exactly what I wanted, but I always got at least a piece of something. Yes, yeah, you know, you, you can get the Hall of Fame hitting singles and doubles, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah, let not? me let me be selfish for a moment yeah. and ask because you because you you hinted that you work for the Motion Picture Association here in Ohio, yeah. and uh, what are you doing? Because you know we John's a yeah. filmmaker, I'm a filmmaker. Hansberry wants to be an Uber driver in an a actor. film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Chip's a filmmaker. You know, we, we as filmmakers, you know, what what what. How has it changed and how is it improving as far as what are you trying to do to make Ohio a more attractive well, place? Well, everyone, everyone's favorite, obviously, is the tax, motion picture tax credit. Mm -hmm. So I think, and, and clearly I should know this, but I think it was at 40 or 50 and it's now at 75. So we just picked up 25 or 35 million mm -hmm. in the last budget for it to increase. Correct. And I think it was a 25 million guarantee with an extra 10 million. If they didn't spend it someplace else, it would come over to us. Mm -hmm. So we're always looking to increase the tax credit options. But one of the things about 
and it's kind of died down a little bit, but when you look at content, that the Ohio is a very conservative state, a very right-leaning state, and there are some people who would lean further right than that. Right. Who want to curtail what we say and do and how we say and do it. So, so making Ohio continue to be a, a movie-friendly state, and if you look at it, I mean, there's some great movies been made here, uh, whether from Shawshank to all the Marvel comics, all the Marvel stuff in Cleveland mm-hmm. to Rain Man. I mean, Ohio has a rich history of the movies, uh, and we just want to make sure it stays that way. Well, yeah, you're right, a rich history of the movies. So you would think by having that rich history of movies that and that precedent, having you know big movies, that mm-hmm. they would continue to improve the odds of getting more movies based on that. Or well, do they just rest on those laurels? No, they're they're working on. It. I'll tell you. Circling back where we get a lot of help is the governor. The governor is a huge movie guy, loves the movies, and loves going to the movies. They're planning uh, in for the 250th anniversary of the nation, which I'm sure has some kind of fancy title. I don't know what it's called. Will they be alive then? It's two years from now. Oh, good. <laughs> so there's hope. Better be. There's hope. You got a shot. Better be, John. <laughs> nothing we have hope. That's right. Uh, they're doing 100 days of, of Ohio goes to the movies. Hmm. Oh. So, yeah, so they're looking at, at the Clark Gables, the Doris Days, Jonathan Winters, Bob Hopes, you know, all, all the people that came from came Ohio. From Ohio. And, yeah. and to celebrate those, along with another client of mine, all the theaters. So as we combine all this together to continue to get back to your point, to promote movies and movie making in Ohio. Hmm. Okay. Nice. All right. So the, the governor's not going to go out that far on a limb. Ohio goes to the movies, which is going to be a cornerstone right. of the celebration. Uh, without a keen interest in the industry, I didn't know that the the governor was a huge movie fan. His, That's yeah, a nice he, little he, piece of trivia. Loves going to the theaters. I've been told. Nice. What theater does he go to? I can't answer that. I, I, I Studio Fifty Five. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's the uh, by the way the Dodgerans Bicentennial. The yeah, what? I was going to say that. The what? Dodgerans. D O D R A N S. Dodgerans Bicentennial. Two hundred fifty. That's not real. As Wikipedia says, he might be pronouncing no. it incorrectly, that's but that's what he's reading. We Wikipedia. Can't, we, yeah, we can't. We can't counter that because I don't have any clue. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Come, yeah. I would not lie in these uh, quarters. Our relationship is built on trust. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You never lied to me. I've never known you to lie. To me. <laughs> it's, so, as, as as a lobbyist, uh, the, does your attention ever get focused? I mean, do you, or everything you do is for Ohio. Do you focus on certain cities? From a time to time, uh, we got a little bit of city business as well. Um, we do some stuff. I do some environmental cleanup stuff, uh, so which are more city based. The the state of Ohio. One of my clients is a water guy, and, and is looking for water funding. Where the state, depending on certain, what he what he wants, doesn't do water funding, but the cities and municipalities do. Uh, most of my work has been done here in Ohio, but like I said, I did the Michael J. Fox stuff in South Carolina, mm-hmm. along with other pieces of legislation down there. Can probably work in most of the southern states. Just I was fortunate. A previous client allowed me to work multi states on their behalf. Okay, so you bring up an interesting point. You're not just a, a lobbyist for the state of Ohio. You right. are a lobbyist. You can go and work anywhere you want. Right. And again, I honestly enough, I go back to crediting the Motion Picture Association for that because there's one of me in almost every state. Sure. So I can call my buddy in South Carolina, my buddy in North Carolina, or Tallahassee, wherever the case may be, Austin. And say, hey man, I, I've got this issue. Who do I talk to? And they say, well, Senator Smith or Jones, or mm-hmm. off we go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're the only guy in Ohio for, for motion the, pictures. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. from the social, from the from the studio standpoint, yes. Gotcha. You um, represent them, right? And the, the and from the theater standpoint, also yes. 
Got it. Yeah. Cool. So, so AMC, is that a good bet? Can I? <laughs> that, that's a good guy. Yeah, they're good I, guys. Can I buy that stock and hope yes, for the best? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, you should, good. You should, you should support all my clients. You should support I just watched the GameStop uh, docu- yeah. uh, show, so I'm really looking for a, a strong you're looking for, investment. You're looking for a quick win? Yeah. yeah there you yeah, go. In and out. All right, I'm getting multiple sources of information here. The semi-quincential. Ah, Hmm. All right. The that thing. Greg's real time research. Sounds, yes. This is from Osbeck. He heard me say something silly about a dodorous whatever. <laughs> yeah. Osbeck yeah. sent that to you. Well, so, are you ready for this? That sounds somewhat pedantic. 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 That's another good word. Yes. Really good word. Two good words and one yeah, well, I, I'm just accusing Osbeck of being pedantic. Oh, <laughs> nice. Every time somebody says pedantic, pedantic. all I can think of is Woody Allen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You it does sound it. like he put that in it. Yeah. yeah, you can't pronounce it without it's sounding like him. It's very, it's very, very, very pedantic. I just watched Annie Hall last night. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> so I got Woody Allen mm-hmm. on the brain. It just <laughs> uh, so, so would you say things have improved from a motion picture standpoint in Ohio in, from the years that you've been doing this? Well, absolutely. Yeah. When Again, when you look, you know, you guys remember it's better than mine because I think it's fuzzy. But imagine what it would be like today if you're trying to film a film in Ohio with no no tax credit at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, almost impossible. And there there are some legislators who still don't quite get that. They say we should just get rid of the tax credit. You know, so you don't understand. If there is no credit, they'll film somebody else. Right, they'll I, go someplace else. I can make any place look like I can make Detroit look like Youngstown. Yeah, and I can make Youngstown look like Detroit. Right. Yeah. So when you're hiring carpenters, dry cleaners, caterers, hotel rooms. And they go, it's temporary. They're only going to be here for a little bit of time. Go, yeah. Well, let's have them temporarily here rather than Detroit. Right. Right. Temporarily here rather than And the thing is, is like if this is a a pro-union state, you need the money to be able to help productions out to have union talent and union crews. Right. And they're not. Even even on you. Yeah. This is a pro-job state. Yeah. This means I'm selling more lumber. Great. I don't care if it's union or not. Sure. Sell more, more hotel rooms, more caterers, more dry cleaning, more. Insert whatever. You're yeah. better equipped to answer those questions than me, but you make a great point. Why not get as many of those gigs as possible yeah. coming through the state? So, yeah. so what if they're temporary? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there was a guy, Ivan Schwartz, up in Cleveland. I think John knows him. Now, Ivan did a phenomenal job for the industry, uh, and Cleveland has just a just a terrific work. And, and Columbus is coming along. Cincinnati's fantastic. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, historically, and I can see the look on your face. Everyone looks at Cleveland. I know. Wow. They think they think film in, in Ohio. Yeah. They think film in Cleveland. Not so much anymore. Or Cincy, yeah. Um, or Columbus. Columbus is doing great work. I know. I think there's a little something going on here in Columbus that we have an interest in. Yeah, we do. We're, we're, I mean, yeah. I, as I said, when I said asked ask the question initially, yeah. I said I have a selfish interest. Because what movie is that? It would be Down to the Felt, John. Oh, okay. Down oh, to the Felt being shot completely <laughs> in Columbus with Columbus line. people and <laughs> using Columbus sources. And, I know those and, and guys. And bringing economy into the Columbus, Ohio area. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, we bring in, you bring in room nights. You yeah. bring in restaurants. You bring in... Um, Uber drivers. Uber drivers. <laughs> person wants to be an Uber driver. <laughs> I may have to. six nine background extras. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you John go. John Osbeck, listen to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, my my, my question actors. was a bit self serving, no, but fine. it's not just for our film. No, it's, it's, for, it's, it's we want Columbus. One. We want Columbus to right, be uh, the city to, for the next film, and the film after that, and the film after that. And I mean, that's part of our mission. Yeah. And Columbus wants the same thing, and, and so from a statewide perspective. 
that's my responsibility. Well, are know? there any other perks besides money? You know what I mean? Like you say, you could film here or, or Detroit or St. Louis. I mean, is really is, 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 the, is that the bottom line? Yeah, you get a selfie with well, a with a leading man. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't. I could turn Youngstown into a lot of things, but I can't turn it into a bayou. Right. Right. Um, I got you. I, I can't. I, nor nor can I make New Orleans look like New York. For right. 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 Uh, close. But so I mean, there there's some practical. Sure. But, but I'm saying like uh, to uh, draw someone, say, from Detroit or whatever. I mean, money is it basically. Right. Well, that's not, I don't know if it's all money. I mean, I, I think there's a, there's an education here. I mean, so I think sometimes people I'll use Columbus as an example. They don't look hard enough at the infrastructure that we have yeah. in Columbus and what we have in, in, throughout the entire city right. to see. Go, Oh, I didn't realize that this was here. That was there. And this was here. And that was there. And, and et cetera, Just, et cetera. You can do everything cradle to grave from, from they want to film me to post. Right. Here in Columbus. Yes, you can. And, and and not a lot of people know that. Some of the post facilities here in Columbus are phenomenal. Yeah. I'm thinking about a place on Broad Street. It's just great. does great work. But um, Yeah, I, I can't remember that. that I, I always think that it's, it's to bring up the awareness that there are people here that are qualified to be on cruise and qualified yeah. to edit and do post-production. Mm -hmm. um, awareness. They're here. Because I, I worked in the industry in this town for over 30 years, and I work with people that are union, non-union, right. that are they're solid, man. They're they're yeah. they're really solid. But we need to tell New York and LA, give them make them aware that the people are here to be able to do this work. You know what that's called? Ready for this? Yeah, that's called lobbying. Right. <laughs> John's a lobbyist. I just, I just did a lobbyist hey, movie. lobby these guys lobbyist. and bring them around. Maybe you got a new see, career. See how we bring this all around? Yeah, yeah man. You come full so would you do a lot of your lobbying outside of Ohio then? For Ohio? In this specific case or not necessarily? Is there a contract on the table? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a couple questions here I want to ask. What I mean, like, cause if, like you're saying, you're going to go to New York and try to get these guys to come here. Right. But hopefully they only bring like so. If, so you say you have a director that comes in from L.A. or wherever, and they want to shoot here, they're going to bring their keys from either L.A. or New York. But they want to know they want to know that they have the infrastructure Absolutely. of other people yeah. to come in and can fill those spots. And, and that's mm -hmm. that's where I think our history of of what, what Cleveland's done in the past, what Cincy's doing, what we're doing here in Columbus, is making that mark. Columbus is is light years from where it was. Maybe it was recently five or seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll agree with that. And it's just it's just an ongoing process. So when you said you know uh, you you coined yourself at one point as a salesman, you are you're, you're yeah, selling Ohio. We're selling we're selling, we're selling you're, us. You're selling us. Selling Ohio. Because from the movie business, as is it's just weird, you know. So we're gonna write a script today, put it on a shelf. Somebody's gonna buy it for a million dollars. Rewrite it for another million dollars, mm -hmm. and, and then never see it again. So we need to figure out a way to get somewhere to get Columbus in that mix. Yeah, and so you know we can do this. Yeah, we we, we don't have to rewrite it twelve times to, to have the cityscape that you want. We have it already. Gotcha. Hmm. Uh, let me ask a couple more questions before we start to wrap things up. I mentioned earlier that I was thinking of titling this. Uh, this podcast, you know, the, the, the OG of influencers. Do you think that today's influencers on social media would be good lobbyists? No. Why? Uh, they're, they're too concerned about themselves. And I'm, I'm not a big, so, I'm not a big social media person, but but yeah, they're they're they're, they're more intrigued about the me. 
So even on my worst day, I still work for somebody. I'm not the boss. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the one thing I know, I'm on my best day. I'm the help. And the influencers don't. They they think they're 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 never the help man. They're they're the boss always. They're the boss. It's an interesting, the interesting point. Interesting and, I, and I've got 132 guys down at the state house that think they're the bosses. And most days they are. Yeah. Because I'm collecting votes every day. <laughs> uh-huh. How much longer are you going to do it? I don't know. Until it gets tiring. Until I can't walk anymore. Yeah. It's fun, kind of fun. I mean, what else would you do if you weren't yeah, doing then, this? I have no marketable job skills. So. <laughs> you were a bartender. That sounds familiar. You were a bartender. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. I, I think I could be a starter at a golf course. That, thing. that would be a great job. Yeah, it wouldn't oh, be bad. Yeah. No, it's kind of fun. My my son works at the state house. Okay, so I'm not sure if he's going to stick around. He's going to learn to love it or hate it. Is he going to follow dad's footsteps? You think? Uh, he's it? probably smarter than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't take much, but I'm sure he's smarter than I am. Uh-huh. But but no, the, why why quit? It's it's kind of neat. That again, I've told I told Osbeck that you know they call it the revised code for a reason. Uh, so I want to stop, make sure the stuff that I revised sticks around as long as it can. Gotcha. And it's kind of fun. It, it, there, it is rewarding to know that you did something, even if it's for a lousy client. So you can look back on these 35 years and say, I was responsible for yeah, that. I did that. I was responsible I for this. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I had a little hand in that. Yeah. That's, that's right. a great legacy. Yeah. Right. It's not bad. It's yeah. It's not bad. Not yeah. too shabby. Could be worse. You were on whiskey business, you know. Uh, what's the tour? highlight? <laughs> My resume is getting completely rewritten. That's yes. it. Move that to the top. At the top, baby. Move the top. Maybe it'll drag you back down. I don't know. I actually could not get any lower. So it's really, moving up. Well, it's it's a step up for us. How about that? Okay. I mean, yes. after this, now that yeah. I know that Dewine likes movies, I want the yeah. governor on. Right, yeah, go. we'll do it, Governor Dewine. He'd, he'd have a blast. I think he would. Yeah. I think yes. he would. Definitely. Yeah, he's a very nice man. Well, I tell you who who uh, has agreed to come on the podcast, and it's shame on me for not following up on it, is uh, former Mayor of Columbus, Michael Coleman. Oh, Good guy also. Oh, hey, yeah, good guy. That's a Michael, good guy. Keen, keen insights into a lot of different areas. Yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike has seen, seen how, the sauce, how the sausage is made. Yes, he has. And he's uh, he said that he would love to come on the podcast. So. I, I worked on his city council spots way way back in oh, the day. Oh, good golly! Yeah, yeah, way back. I was an assistant you, you camera at that time. Grade school at the time, dude. That was back in the the what late early nineties. Is that when they were still shooting yeah. film? We were shooting sixteen millimeter. I was the assistant <laughs> yeah, camera. There you go. I told you. Yeah, worked for a media group. Yeah. The media group. The media group. Yes. Which where was that located? That used to be off Riverside Drive. Yeah, that was probably yeah. Know, man, over here. That was a Democratic house. Well, I sincerely appreciate you spending some well, time the pleasure with us is fine. tonight. Thank you. I appreciate what you're doing for us selfishly as filmmakers yeah, here pleasure. In, in Ohio. Uh, I know you've taken uh, a lot of outside of your job steps to to help us, and I sincerely it's appreciate my pleasure. that. Thank it's you, my man, pleasure. because that means you believe, yeah. and I think that's that's a key word: believe, belief mm-hmm. in what. Uh, people are trying to do creatively in this industry here in Ohio and it's not just me and it's not just John it's not just Chip and it's not even the wannabe an Uber driver Greg yeah there's a there's a shit ton of creative people living here just in Columbus Ohio let alone the state of Ohio that uh, that need that support to continue to grow well I'm I'm happy to help and I always look forward to the opportunity well I appreciate it man and uh, we're gonna wrap things up I hope you enjoyed the bourbon I did very much yeah uh, the guest bottle, the TX. I warmed up to it. 
Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty smooth, yeah, actually. Happens. It's that really smooth. as the more you start to drink. That's true. I, I uh, want to say even I got a taste of a little coconut. A little coconut? coconut. Really? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's I think that it helped to have the ice vanilla, in there. You know? Vanilla? Uh, I picked up a little vanilla. Yeah, yeah. I said vanilla yeah. on the onset. Yeah. 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 And definitely the pecan mm-hmm. is in there. Uh, does anybody pecan. know what a Brazos pecan is? It's a Texas It's a Texas pecan. Anybody? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Brazos is a bull, Brazos. right? Yeah. Brazos? Uh, is it like, is it like Aspect, do you know? Is it like mm-hmm. a south of the border kind of? Uh, no. Don't know. Don't know. Brazos? I will say this much. that The Texas bourbon is not a Kentucky bourbon. I mentioned that earlier. And if I had to compare this to, uh, actually, uh, a, a Kentucky bourbon, I would say this is closer to a maker's mark. And you think? I, I know you can't agree with me yeah. because you have no idea you were without, mm, but, but yeah. uh, as far as... This is maker's a blend. Maker's a blend, right? Yeah, this is not a blend. Maker's they have a blend of whiskey too. It's good. Maker's bites me a little harder. Yeah, I don't know. This, uh, uh, this, but this is our, that, was, that was trippy. Thank you so much. Our two hundred thirty fourth whiskey on the show, by the way. <laughs> just well, uh, I keep track. No evidence of that, by the way. They're yeah. all gone. It's, it's a, just you know. <laughs> we have a different. We have a different. Almost a, a different bottle uh, every episode. So two hundred thirty four. Well, I'm glad I brought wine and not whiskey because yeah, I like wine. No. And it's, uh, mm. I enjoy the wine. Thank you. It was very kind of you. You didn't have to bring anything. <laughs> it's uh, uh, high marks for walking in, and yeah. you got to sign our barrel. Thank my mother in Newark for that oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Barrel, now, will your yeah. mother listen to something like this? She would. Yes. Would she listen yes. to it? She'd yeah. She fought fall asleep. She's eighty six, but but. But you know how to find it? Can she find it though? Well, at the same time, we might fall asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, mine's 87, so. and she says, what are you doing tonight? So we have a podcast tonight. She goes, oh, you're still doing that? She's still here in town? She here? <laughs> no, she's down in uh, in Florida. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah, yeah. she's down in uh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. No, you and your friends have fun, honey. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're, yeah right. You're still right, doing right. that? Yeah. Hey, Dino. Like, yeah, Dino. Uh, a Brazos pecan yeah. is, <laughs> it is a Texas pecan pie. Which oh, means yeah. it is bigger and gooier and richer than any other real deal out there. Come Chuck on. full of fresh Texas pecans harvested from the banks of the Brazos River. Of course. Okay. Then nestled well, into luscious layers of homemade goodness. Thank you. Back to you, Nito. Thank you, Chip. Thank you, Chip. Thank you, Chipopedia. <laughs> well, I thought I'd pull a Greg and do re- real time research and, and That's th- nice. find the real uh, and find the real answer. <laughs> Um, all right, so anything else you want to say before we close up some of the business knock before it, we say goodbye? Yeah, I'll knock out the business if that's all right. Because I got a couple things I want to plug upcoming here on Whiskey Business. It's a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Thanks for subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, rate, review, and uh, share it with all your uh, your podcast-loving friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have uh, someone in Ohio, Ohio like who make, likes films, like yeah. Governor DeWine. Right. Maybe you just pass it on to him. Maybe at her. DeWine, maybe. We'll do at DeWine. <laughs> At, at Mikey, yeah, at Mikey. Yeah. Netflix and chill. Um, that'd be that'd be a, you know what I I, I I we joke, but that'd be a huge. I would be honored to have the governor on this podcast. He, I, I think he would get a kick out of it. Happen, yeah. <laughs> Let's make it happen. And not intimidated at all by whoever, whatever secret, yeah. uh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, protection yeah. people were behind. I know, right? Yeah. There'd be some dogs yeah. in your house, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Facebook, YouTube, uh, whiskey business with mm. Dino Tripodis, and whiskey business podcast. Don't forget Evergreen and Evergreen podcast, Evergreen. our parent company. podcast network. Thank yes. you guys. Oh, uh, check out the last week's podcast with our good buddy Dan Squirtout, uh the mayor of Swarty Town. Next week on the podcast, Martin Kennedy will be joining us. Uh, he is with a Bua 
Irish whiskey that is uh, that is uh, birthed here in Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio, but obviously made in love Ireland. The, love the Irish. You love the Irish. Love well, Mar- the Irish. Martin. Martin is is the real deal from Ireland, and I just buckle up, boys. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, then. So a little self-indulgence. Yeah, indulge away, man. Um, so uh, if you're listening to this now, it's probably Monday. On Wednesday, Dina will be our guest on Edith Keeler's Edge of Forever Bar and Grill. Please go there and check it out. We're doing the Mud's Women episode of yes. the original Star Trek series. Yes. Yes. So if you want to see how funny Dina is talking about, you know, well, you know. Wait, the what's episode? Mud's Women. Mud's Women. On the original Star Trek? On the original yeah. Star yeah, the Trek, original yes. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes. I know I've seen it. I'm yes. sure you have. He was the only character that appeared on, uh, repeated an appearance on Star Trek yeah. as as the character of Harry Mudd. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So, Trouble yeah. with Tribbles. No. Yeah. No. 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 He wasn't. He no. wasn't. He was, Arcord no. Fenton Mudd, who was on uh, um, Mudd's Women and I Mudd. And yeah. I Mudd. Remember that? He was shipping. But three the Trouble women, with Tribbles yeah. is my other favorite episode. Yeah. But that yeah, one's like great. that one's he, he like wasn't down the, the line. The, the protagonist in that. No, but that guy's voice sounds like his though. He's yeah. <laughs> it's just Tribble. Tribble. You're gonna force me to research this when I get home. I get a visual. Yeah. Anyway, on this guy. well, I'll, 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 I'll not. You should check out their <laughs> podcast. It's a lot of fun. If you like Star Trek, you'll love their podcast. Yeah. Hilarious. That's why I was so excited. Edith Keeler's to be on it. Edge of Forever Bar and Grill. It's good stuff. On YouTube. All right. Uh, my thanks to Steve Diamond. My thanks to Greg Hansberry on the audio side, John Whitney on the video side, and Chip Cosell on all sides Thank you, of Dino. it. And our guest, Steve Diamond. Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunities, guys. Uh, thanks for the bourbon. Uh, so, hey, everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in to Whiskey Business. We appreciate it, whether you do it on the audio side or this, the YouTube video side. I sincerely appreciate it. Uh, we thank you so much. We've been here for a little bit, you know, not tonight and through the years. And the listenership keeps growing, and that's because of you. So thank you. And until the next bottle, see you. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Kearns, and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far, we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons, and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.